Are you ready now, Vince? <laughs> yeah, we definitely did just record something and delete it. <laughs> All right, so welcome to our podcast, Underpaid and Underqualified. I'm Ja. I'm Vince. I'm sure you remember that, though. It's been only one week, so how could you forget this memorable voice? That were just that uh, were just that forgettable. Anyway, so <laughs> I just want to make a quick correction for last week. China does not have public executions because why would they? No first world country would be sane enough to do that, right? Well, maybe France. Anyways, but um, they actually do public sentencings, which is very different. So moving on, how are you doing, Vince? How's your week? Well, first of all, I just want to really express a lot of gratitude that you clarified that because I was losing a lot of sleep just wondering if that was true what you said and I was just obsessing about it so now I feel like I have a clear conscience and clear head and I can move forward and feel good so thank you Ja I appreciate that oh you actually gave a damn about what I say on a normal basis definitely not normal very irregular occasionally slight might not have been actually this time might have been a little sarcasm there but uh I appreciate you clarifying things that shows that we're committed to the truth I think our viewers all two and a half of them somewhere in the world really care about that. Yeah, for the most part, I just want to make sure we're accurate. No social justice warrior people with pink dyed hair bash on me later on for some random thing I said. Is purple dyed hair okay? Oh, uh, yeah, purple. Ring? Or rainbow. Or okay. some neon other color. Yeah, you're equal opportunist. A Karen. Colors. Another, a, a Karen, you know? A carrot? A Karen. What's a Karen? You know, you know when you, like, go, like, the stereotyped, um... A person that has, like, the weird short haircut and goes up to, like, a store and says, let me speak to your manager, a Karen. <laughs> wow, I have not read Urban Dictionary far enough. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure this is totally there, but... You illiterate, uncultured swine. You better not say more facts like that. This podcast title won't be accurate anymore. Uh, we'll worry about that later. We're gonna be too qualified if we just spit out all this knowledge, but, uh... I'm educated. Anyways, how's life, Ja? What's been happening in the one week that our viewers have been... Laugh, listeners, I should say, have been dying to hear us. Well, my life is definitely very exciting. Clearly. Yeah, you mostly work. A lot of church stuff. I try to stay heavily involved in my church. Trying to be nice about that. Give back. World's still not gone to crap yet. I don't know. If it goes to crap, I'm going to blame you single-handedly that you didn't go to church enough and it's your fault. Uh, We'll see what happens. (laughs) I like how you take it. I like how you accept it. Just like, okay, I'll take the blame. That's on me. Well, if the world goes to crap, then what's the point at that point, right? <laughs> if the world goes to crap, what's the point at that point? I like that. That's going to be my new phrase. What's the point at that point? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. We should probably copyright that. Maybe we'll get some royalties. <laughs> Disney will probably buy us out. I'm sure one of our two and a half viewers is already copywriting it, so it's too late. Dang. Should, we, should I really stop? We're canceling the podcast. Too many good ideas going on here. People are going to steal everything. So should I stop voicing my opinions and ideas on public? Yes. All right, it's just cool. me. I'll just, it's, I'll just take the podcast. But uh, anyways, before we get to ADD, uh, yeah, just church for you. We'll see that. I rewatched Spider-Man, which is actually very nice to see like all the different Easter eggs that oh, I missed yeah? before. And you realized how all my points were 100% valid? No, everything that I had issues with the movie and everything that I liked about the movie stayed the same. Huh. So pretty much, uh, changed. your opinions pretty, uh, did, didn't really sway me in any direction. <laughs> Damn, I knew I should have taken that debate class in college. Fuck. Yeah, well, you're probably just that incompetent. I mean, um, it's not that persuasive. I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Nothing nice. I mean, I would feel uncomfortable if you actually said something nice. I prefer insults to compliments. Do you feel the same? I'd rather you just not say anything to me at all. <laughs> That's why we made a podcast together. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
Yeah, my life, because I'm just, even though if you're not going to ask, I'll just insert my... Oh, my yeah, life. I asked your life earlier. Wait, was that As, during the first take or the second take? Probably the first. Yeah, uh, we made a first take that didn't work out so great, so this is the second take, folks. All Let's right. see if it works. We're four minutes in. I don't think it's too bad yet. We'll find out. Uh, but yeah, my life. What have I done, Ja? I went to a concert last night. Oh, who'd you see? Taylor Swift. That's right. It was magical. I would have been kind of jealous of you actually to go to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess it's not super believable, but uh, no, Cage the Elephant and uh, Beck. Who? White people, alternative rock music. For our audience who don't know who they are, who are they? Uh, two alternative rock bands, Cage the Elephant and uh, Beck. Uh, where some and I should clarify, there's not just for white people, I just feel like it's stereotyped as are, that. Are racist. So, <laughs> what are some major singles that pro- people probably might know? Uh, well, Ja, I'd say, um, this is really bad. I should probably know offhand considering I just went to their concert, but, uh... You're pretty bad at this, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Cage the Elephant, uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Have you heard that song? Oh. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the only song I know. I would play it, but I'm sure we got, we'll get copyrighted and sued by them. Yeah, um, actually we would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beck, Loser. Oh! Classic 90s alternative rock song. Yeah, this is coming to me now. <laughs> oh, you actually didn't know? I thought you knew these artists. No, I knew them, but it's one of those things where it's like, I won't remember unless you say it, or unless I actually try and look it up. Okay. Because they're Fair. not exactly the bands I really listen to, because I'm more like the skater type rock, versus <laughs> the more like traditional alternative rock. Yeah. I think you would dig it if you went. There you go. They put on a good show. Uh, let's see what other songs. Where It's At. Do you know that song by Beck? No. Where It's At. Got two turntables and a microphone. Where it's at? Oh gosh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, a little bit. It's very classic '90s. I vibe on it a lot. Who doesn't love the '90s? Isn't the night? Isn't this like the decade of the '90s? Considering how much nostalgia there is for the '90s, I still think the '90s was only ten years ago. I know, because like right now, what we have Lion King back in theaters. We have Chucky. We have Aladdin. We have what else am I missing? We had MIB recently. And they're going to make a Little Mermaid live-action movie, too. They're making a Little Mermaid. Well, they're making a, every reboot you can think of. Just a few months ago, we had Halloween. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, slasher movie. A few months ago or a year ago. One of the two. Was it last year? It was October. Oh, my gosh. Was it really? Um, Time flies, Joe. It's like it's like the old phrase. Time flies. Oh, I was like, what old phrase? Oh, that old phrase. Um, <laughs> I was looking for a more clever one. All that came to mind was time flies. But anyways. um, But, yeah. So should we talk about first topic now? <laughs> this is how ADD we are. Just no smooth transition. Just pause up. Next I legit, topic. <laughs> I legit don't remember what we just talked about 30 seconds ago. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, that's right. why one of the titles we thought about was ADD Radio, but... Yeah, no one liked it. Um, so moving on. So our first topic will be uh, ranking of horror movies. So yes. Vince and I went on a hard debate about this, and I think that the horror movie genre is way too big. Um, so personally, I've categorized it in three different genres or subgenres, which would be monster, ghost, and slasher. But for the sake of everyone here who probably don't want to listen to us that long, and I probably don't have enough money to pay you guys to keep listening, um, we're only just going to give our top three in general horror movies that we thought of five minutes before recording. Uh, It was credit. It was at least like a solid ten minutes. They're kind of professional. Literally the list I sent you while brainstorming, I made it while I was on the toilet. (laughs) That's good to know. Yeah. I'll visualize that whenever I text you now. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, so, Vince, what is your first top movie about horror stuff that you want to say? Well, funny you ask, Jock, because I spent so much time thinking about it. Um, was it on the toilet? 
Actually, part of it was a little bit, but I don't want to put that visual in anyone's head. But I guess you've already forced it. But uh, he forced he forced my hand. But um, yeah, my first topic. I'm gonna try to switch it up a little bit. Um, I didn't exactly do the categories that Josh just mentioned of like monster and ghost and uh, slasher. Were those the three categories? Yeah, something. Like I just kind of pick random ones that kind of kind of do the gambit of everything I like in a horror movie. And first one I picked was It Follows. You haven't seen that one, have you, Ja? The hell is It Follows? Is that like a spinoff of the It? <laughs> well, ja, what is that? Well, Ja, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it Follows. Basically, if you have to say it in one word, it's uh, STD Ghost. <laughs> Not that even kidding. Off- Was this like filmed in Santa Barbara? Like UC <laughs> Santa Barbara? University uh, of Cagliari Sex and Beer? No, I don't think it was. At least it didn't look like it was. Um, but yeah, so essentially, that's one sentence to describe it. But basically, the whole premise is um, there's this girl who's dating a guy. And, um, the girl and the guy, they're both, like, college-age kids, and then they go to a movie, and at the movie theater, the guy looks really uncomfortable at one point, he's, like, looking around, like, he sees something that he's not cool with, and he's like, uh, can we go? And it's a little strange, because they just got to the movie theater, and then the girl's like, uh, okay, I guess we can go. And it's, like, early-stage dating, so then they wind up later that night in their car. You know, a little bit of the, uh, sexy time happens, and, um... Then randomly, after the sexy times happened, uh, the guy gets a chloroform rag and puts it on her mouth. So you're like, what the fuck? What's happening? This is not cool. And uh, she wakes up tied to a chair and in this, like, park empty parking lot, super creepy at night. And he, like, rolls her in the chair and he's, like, showing her things. And he basically tells her that I was infected with this thing that happened because I had sex with someone. And as a result of it, I see it. And what it is... Is basically, they don't explain if it's a ghost or it's something, but basically it can take the form of anyone. So hypothetically, if I had this jaw, um, if I was just going about my day, it could take the form of anyone. It could be you, it could be Gary Busey, it could be Barack Obama. Why Gary Busey? <laughs> Why not? All the names. I'll take any Why opportunity. Gary Busey? <laughs> to, to plug Gary Busey. No, um, I think I watched a Gary Busey movie lately. Anyways, um... Yeah, and it can take the form of anyone, and it'll follow you relentlessly. It'll never chase after you, but it just, like, follows you. So I could drive to Texas right now, and that thing will still follow me just at a walking pace. But obviously, no one's going to move that far. So the creepiness is that it's always following you, and if it touches you, you just die. And the way it touches you is it tries to bang you, which sounds really comical and stupid, but in the movie, it's actually kind of freaky. But the reason I like it is because the premise is super unique. And just the the fact of something always following you relentlessly and never leaving, that freaks me out. Like, the fact that I could never get comfortable and just always looking behind my back wondering if something's there, that would freak me out. And I also forgot to mention that the way you get rid of it is you have sex with someone else. And if that person dies, then it goes back to you. So it's kind of, it's really like a horror metaphor for, like, sex and uh, promiscuity and STDs. So this is like a bad MySpace chain letter that you don't for like you failed in for reading. Yes, but it's actually a good movie. <laughs> I know it, it sounds so stupid. Every time I tell someone, it just sounds awful, like a classic horror movie that's going to just be awful, <laughs> but it's actually good. Can I have permission to make fun of it right now? I mean, nobody will take it seriously. All right, cool. So it. I'm going to make fun of it now. Um, <laughs> so there's like this meme that was going around the internet, like Reddit, 9gag, or Facebook, uh-huh. and it was, would you take like $50 million or $10 million, some obscene amount of money. Uh-huh. And, but you'll be chased by a snail. And if the snail touches you, you die. Yeah. Um, so basically it's that. It's literally <laughs> this thing that's been circulating on the internet 
about a stupid freaking snail that I mean, can kill you and touch you. Apparently, we've just learned that you like to have sex with snails. That's what I hear from this. We're not talking about having sex with snails. <laughs> We're not talking about your fetish. Um, we'll talk about that third episode. Gotta warm up the viewers a little bit. Yeah, no. Anyways, so... Uh, no, that's a valid point I hear. And like I said, I can't defend the way it sounds. It sounds awful. It's one of those movies you just gotta see. And just... The, another thing I like about it is that... Well, one, like I said, it's very unique. You don't see a typical horror movie like that. Two, the soundtrack. Right. The soundtrack is like... Imagine harmonies that were made from, like, nails on a chalkboard. It just sounds very, like, Halloween. It's like a modern version of the Halloween soundtrack. You know how it's very iconic, the Michael yeah, Myers theme? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah, so I just hear the theme, and it creeps me the fuck out, because the sounds, they it's like nice melodies, but the sounds that comprise the melodies literally just sound like nails on a chalkboard on, like, synths, and it's just, like, ugh, just gives me the creeps. So, yeah, my first pick, It Follows. If for uh, whatever reason we ever do, like, a sleepover or something, I don't know why we would... Why don't you just call it a slumber party, job? Why don't you make it sound as awful as possible? <laughs> Where we paint our nails and everything? Yeah. And talk about, like, like dress up. Yeah. I'm going to play that song as we sleep. <laughs> just to see if it'll really mess with you. Okay. I'm would down really for it. Uh, probably not. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, I might just be saying that to avoid the possibility of us ever doing that scenario and having a slumber party. Well, that goes my chances of mentally scarring you forever. Um, all right, so probably my first on my list is um, The Grudge. Whether it be American or Japanese version, I, I cannot handle The Grudge. I saw The Grudge, what, when it came out, like, when we were in middle school? Like, over 10 years ago or something? Mm-hmm. Some odd, t- like, definitely over a decade. Mm-hmm. Even till now... Anytime somebody shows me that face or whatever, I'm just freaked out. So for me, where I'm currently I feel living, the same way when I look at my podcast partner. Oh my gosh, I love you too. <laughs> um, so I live in a complex where my parking spot is a five-minute walk. Okay. And so I get home really wow, late really? at night. Yeah. yeah. That's so I have to walk five minutes every time, especially if I have like a ton of stuff to carry. Get that cardio. Yeah, no, it's, I hate it. <laughs> but at nighttime, it's really scary. So if for whatever reason, I start thinking about the grudge... While I'm walking, I'm like, okay, all of a sudden I'm walking faster. And so there's a ton of spider webs also as on my trail. Uh-huh. And so it just adds to, okay, what just touched me? Oh, what's still touching me? Because it's all the spider webs still clinging onto me. Uh-huh. So that's great. Um, okay. And also there's skunks in my area. So it's just like... So in addition to being freaked out one night, if you get attacked, there could be that skunk that just goes in for the kill. Yeah. And then, so this is just a movie that's just complete. It's like, I just never do well. And when people told me that the, the, the Japanese version or the English version is based off the Japanese version mm-hmm. and it's 10 times scarier. Mm-hmm. People ask, Oh, do you ever want to watch it? Because you're able to handle a lot of horror movies. I'm like, no, because <laughs> it's the one genre, this one series I cannot deal. I think I remember watching the second one, just screaming in like the theater. Wow. I've never actually, like, screamed during a horror movie. I guess, well, I, I guess just, like, Twitch or something. Oh, well, you know what? Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, Nobody heard it. It was super subtle. No, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... I'm, like, looking at our, like, recording thing, and it picked up something. I don't know. Okay, yeah. moving on. Tangent. Uh, it's a subliminal message. But also, like, one thing that I really liked about The Grudge, or, like, what freaks me out the most, mm-hmm. is... Normally, fire, in most cultures, they believe that it purifies a spirit kind of thing. Yeah, it cauterizes, kind of. Yeah, some of that. that. But yeah, with the grudge, no. You burn down the house that it's haunting, it just gave it a free pass to haunt everything. Wow. I think that's what happened. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm, I recall that that happened. Like, somebody was like, oh, I burned down the house, so I killed the ghost. And I think that's why the grudge, too, was made. Huh. They said... You only burned down what it was trapped in. Now it's just going to haunt the crap out of everyone. 
You know, I, can't, I feel like I'll never be able to take this movie seriously because when you said burn down the house, I was just thinking of the song that's like, burning down the house. And that's just going to crack me up when I hear that now. Dude, we should have just called the stupid cop podcast the ADD thing or whatever. <laughs> you have issues, I swear. <laughs> I mean, would you? I mean. That never occurred to me <laughs> until you start saying that song. I'm just trying to help resolve your fears, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that was like only one, like 30 seconds of the movie where the rest of it is just this creepy lady and her son like murdering people and it's all creepy. <laughs> It's a very solid description. It's creepy and uh, it, it's creepy. I'm like I'm like replaying some scenes in my head that I recall, and at the same time trying not to replay them all the way because I still need to drive home. Hey, like I said, just play burning down the house and you'll be fine. So but, uh, I'm gonna stab you in the face. What? Um, <laughs> all right. As I resolve Java's fears. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the second pick. Uh, aren't you curious what my second pick is, Joe? No, not really. Well, guess what? You're going to hear it, and you're going to love it. That's unfortunate. Probably not. Um, let's see. As I professionally pull it up. The Shining! Have you seen The Shining, Joe? It's with uh, the Joker, right? Jack Nicholson? <laughs> yeah, one of the 12 Jokers that have played him. Uh, yeah, Jack Nicholson. Not true, but yes. Personally, I think his best role ever. Um, not the Joker? No, not the Joker. Or the one who flew over the coke. You're really helping tracks. the flow of my description right now. Or about bucket list. You're saying I'm ADD? <laughs> I'm just saying. He's had a lot of movies. It can't just be this one. He's a great actor. We should have a Twitter poll. Who's more ADD? <laughs> Probably me, but in this case, you are definitely more ADD. <laughs> a little sleep deprived right now, so... <laughs> that's fair, that's like, fair. Anyways, as I try to steer this podcast back on the rails, um, yeah, The Shining... What I uh, think is definitely one of the best horror movies ever made, uh, directed by Stanley Kubrick, one of the best directors of our time, and just one of the most distinct, unique directors, uh, done 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, Clockwork Orange, that was him, right? <laughs> I think so, I should probably know that. Sure, I don't know. Um, yeah, so essentially, for anyone who doesn't know, for the 12 people in the world who haven't seen The Shining, it's uh, Jack Nicholson and his family go to a uh, big mansion kind of resort, and... Um, Basically, Jack Nicholson just loses his fucking mind, and it could be debated why he loses his mind, um, but in the process of losing his mind, he just wants to kill his family, <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, tries to do so, and it uh, is responsible for many iconic scenes, specifically walking into, like, a mansion hotel room, seeing the two girls um, holding hand, the two little girls holding hands, the, the blood flowing through the elevators, um, doors, and whatnot, and then... The scene, uh, here's Johnny, where he, uh, stabs the door through the axe, and you see crazed Jack Nicholson face looking as crazy as Jaw usually looks, um... On a good day. <laughs> on a good day, exactly. Um, yeah, and it just, it's one of those movies where the director is just so unique and in his own way that it's kind of, if you objectively write it out, it's kind of boring and not that interesting, but for some reason, when you watch it, you're just hooked. So, Shining, classic, recommended. That's okay. Oh, I remember actually watching that in college. So I saw parts of that movie um, growing up and I had no idea what it was about because I had the attention span worse than now, if you would believe. But uh, I No, I think now is definitely worse. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, wait till I have caffeine. Um, so watching, uh, watching in college, I had a greater appreciation of Fanny for it. And I remember watching, I forgot who I was watching. It might have been my roommate or some friend. Mm-hmm. Apparently they couldn't handle watching it because they thought it was just that scary. Wow. Uh, it know, does have creepy moments for sure. They do have a couple creepy moments. And I just remember watching it because I was like, 
okay, I was told this is an American classic. I should yep. watch it. It's worth my time. And at the end of it, I just thought, oh, okay, that was cool. I think you have to see it in the right environment, too. Did you watch it, like, at night with the lights off? I think so. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't okay. know what to say. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> no, but I think the premise of that movie was the focus of, of you know how at the end, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Jack Nicholson, he was trapped in that wall painting, right? Or that picture? Yes. So I think it was like the idea that the, uh, the, the hotel wants you. It wants something. And it's trying to make that whole family environment. So it was like pull and tug between his, uh, his own family of wife and son mm-hmm. to this extravagant culture of whatever. Yeah, no, that's one, that's one of the things I love in movies is anytime there's a widely debated ending like that, because a lot of people, there's a million different theories about it too, like some people have said that he was really a ghost all this time, and like the, it was just him as a ghost the whole time he was with his family. And that's then, BS. Or like the idea that the house like pulled him in, like you said, and like the house drives you insane and pulls you into that photo, so I don't know. I like endings like that, and uh, since my podcast friend decided to be a dick and spoil it, I guess I'll talk about it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because it also reminded me of the f- reboot for Twilight Zone. So they had a similar concept. Oh, did they? Uh, at the end. Um, so this person gained, like, a lot of comedic powers through the supernatural way. It's Twilight Was Zone. this the one with Kumail Najir, the new one? Uh, I just know he's of Indian descent. Okay, that's him. <laughs> and I don't remember his name, so uh, sure. Okay. But at the end of the episode, it was he was absorbed in this painting. Of, like, other comedians. <laughs> Alright, now I'm actually pissed off of that spoiler, because I didn't see that episode, so... Were you actually going to watch it? Yes. <laughs> Probably. I don't know, Twilight Zone? An episode about comedy? What's there to not like? But anyways, for the sake of time, I think we should plow ahead, Jeff. Alright, What's your so second pick? What is my second pick? Oh, so my second pick is going on the whole ghost theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would pick the, uh, the Annabelle slash Conjuring series. Okay. The, reason, the, the entire people, series, the whole yeah. universe we have. Because you kind of, I feel like you have to take that all in together because they're somewhat intertwined, or you see different Easter eggs, um, with it. So funny mm-hmm. thing, another tangent because I just saw this recently on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Annabelle Doll was used in the Shazam movie. Oh, did you watch the Honest trailer? I saw the Honest. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so they said. Yeah, we saw the Honest trailer for Shazam. Came out today. It was at least mentioned, I guess, in the movie twice. So yeah. it hints either the studio just wants to play around, or it just hints the fact that oh maybe the Conjuring Twilight uh not Twilight Conjuring Universe is with is the DC with Universe DC. Yeah. yeah so this is great because me nerding out now it could potentially introduce a lot of like the dark themes of DC so like characters called as like Dead Man or Zatanna or whatever anyways moving on Conjuring Annabelle. Well, actually, just to shed light on that, a lot of t- a few of the DC directors are horror directors. Like James Wan did uh, Aquaman. He he did the co- the first two Conjuring movies. No, I think he did Insidious. No, he did Insidious, but he also did Conjuring. I don't one think two. he did Conjuring. Wait, let me Google that. <laughs> I have to Google this because now it's bothering no, it's, me. I mean, I'm pretty positive. Conjuring director. Oh damn! It was James Wan. Uh, I was wrong. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so <laughs> this is what usually happens when me and Jog get in a debate. I'm right. This is one time. I'll give you this this one time. <laughs> and Anyways. it's recorded for the world to hear. <laughs> I can delete it. I have it's on my computer. Anyways, moving on. So it's um it's just the fact that they built this universe because it's basically what they're trying to do is intertwine a lot of like quote unquote events that happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Um and also they they try to highlight as much of the most horror like 
haunted places in America in the world. Yes. So, for example, Conjuring 1 is based off of a house in uh, somewhere in northeast of America. Yes. The second one was based in London. Yes. And the second one actually is the most recorded with the most substantial evidence for ghosts. Because because yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren, they're actual real people. Like No, no, not only that, but um, the London cop... So the actual event was a London cop did investigate the house. Mm-hmm. And as he was about to leave, the chair moved. And in his report, he stated that the chair moved. He had no explanation for how it moved. It was said that the daughters of the house, they did a lot of the events, they did prank mm. and try to like stir up a little controversy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, they said... No, we couldn't because we we're just too way too scared and stuff like that. There's just a lot of recorded evidence of a, another reporter coming in, other paranormal specialists coming in saying, "Yeah, this is kind of freaky." They're recording a lot. Yeah, and the fact that an actual officer recorded that uh, in his report—that's mm-hmm. official. It's funny you mentioned that too, because apparently it's, uh, I just heard an article that some family just uh, moved into the house that the first Conjuring was based on, and surprise, surprise, they're reporting that they're seeing some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I read that same article too. It was like a Unilad article. Great content, but yeah. um, the 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 couple apparently they're paranormal specialists or something of that nature. They put well who moved into it. Yeah, and uh, the, and the husband, what he's trying to do is fix up the place so it becomes uh-huh. a tourist attraction. That's what he's doing. Okay, and so I'm thinking, this is totally not a recipe for disaster and mayhem and destruction. But yeah. sure, yeah, let's totally make one of America's most haunted places. Publicly known for the world to see. A public attraction, because why not? Hey, some people want to be scared, and I think we fit into that category. I got, I, I'd got. i be lying if I said I, I'm not a little bit curious to check it out. I mean, same. I feel like there are definitely things I would love to check out, because like, there's a place that's apparently haunted in um, the south part of the bay in a city called Milpitas. Mm. Uh, and I really want to like kidnap my friend and take him because he's definitely afraid of that area. You just publicly admitted to wanting to kidnap your friend on a podcast. But I don't want to do that anymore because after watching a horror movie with him, um, I've never seen a man so afraid of a horror movie before. Wow. Well, but, at least you retracted your statement. I think yeah. So that. after that, I was like, I never want to do this again. I never wanted to watch a horror movie with him, nor do I ever want to like just prank him about like a haunted place. <laughs> Um, but yeah, nice. so the reason why I like it so the movie series is because everything's so intertwined. Yeah, you like the cinematic part, the universe. Yeah, they built a universe. It's kind of picture like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but horror movies instead. Yeah, it's a ghost mo- version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Um, the Nun, of just the movies I've researched, The Nun is based off of apparently a haunting that happened in a, uh, I believe it was a monster or something in mm. Spain. Mm. It was apparently recorded and all that. Okay. So. It's all that. It's great. Um, and the fact that it's like, oh, we're actually using real-world events to portray this horror movie genre. Yes. This series. It just kind of makes you think, oh, wow, this is scary. And it's not like one of those stereotypical horror, B-rated horror movies uh, where it just feels cheap or the effects suck. This, I feel like, if you watch it by yourself, you can definitely get uh, freaked out and appreciate it. If you watch it in a group, you get a laugh at the person who's scared the most. <laughs> so it's a great... Family movie to watch. <laughs> Great family movie. I like that tie-in at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that, but uh, 
Yeah, no, I agree. I like the uh, the cinematic part, the the shared universe part of it. And anytime there's an Easter egg or like something they build up in a later movie or like a recurring theme that they bring up, that's I'm a huge fan of that. And a uh, huge fan of the first two Conjuring movies. Haven't seen any of the Annabelles or the Nun because I heard not so great reviews, but yeah, maybe I'll check them out because my podcast friend just recommended them. Um, the Nun, honestly, it's, like I said, it's one of those movies where you just want to watch it with a friend, so it's like a lot more fun. Right? It's a popcorn watch. Yeah, I'd say that. Okay. I mean, the new, and especially I think we're on this the whole horror genre because we had Chucky and Annabelle that all came out just like within a month of this recording so yeah oh yeah it did huh Annabelle that one really fell under the radar but uh anyways plowing ahead here uh, I'll say my last pick too and uh I'd say it's another classic have you heard of a movie called Psycho Jaw heard of it never watched it go ja, ahead Jaw has a problem with it because apparently it's not a horror movie in his mind but I'm going to explain why it is a horror movie. You ready for that, Joe? And then I'm going to go and thoroughly destroy it after. Uh, well. Psycho. What do you say about Psycho? Shower scene. That's really all you got to say. The shower scene's iconic. It's it's, it's the stabbing scene. It's dee, just... Dee, yeah. Dee, yeah. Dee. Yeah, exactly. It's iconic. It's memorable. And that's the goal of every movie, to be memorable and entertaining. And uh, for the time, I think, horror, obviously, horror wasn't on the scale that it is now for... For what it did at the time, no one can deny it's one of the most important movies, period. Alfred Hitchcock, you know, one of the best directors, one of the most unique, Did he make a horror movie about birds? Yeah, it's, it was fucking scary at the time, too. I haven't actually seen it in a while. I'm sure it's scary now, but... Oh, I'll probably just laugh, because the effects are just... Cause <laughs> probably now it is laughable, but I'm not talking about it's the birds. It's dated, but because... I, I'm sorry, I know it's dated, but I'm going to just laugh at it. That's fair. No, I do that about a lot of movies. But, yeah, Psycho, I mean, just at the time, too, the idea that... If you okay, it's hard to look back on it now and have the same impact because we all know the twist for the most part that Norman Bates is, you know, or do you know the twist? I know almost nothing about this. <laughs> God damn it! I can't reveal it. It'd be a criminal sin to re- reveal the twist. I'll just say the twist deals very heavily with um, psychology and mental states, and yeah, that's pretty much all I can say really about it. It's just very. I think that's why one of the reasons that it's so impactful and last and is like stood the test of time is because it does it isn't just a horror movie. You can almost interpret it as a psychological thriller. You can interpret it like you said as a suspense thriller. It's a drama in almost a sense, but it has this creepy undertone and suspense is key with it the whole time. And you have this villainous figure and just creepy mansion. I mean, any any movie that has a creepy mansion should automatically be a horror movie, <laughs> like basically. And um, well, I guess it's not a mansion; it's a hotel technically, but. Um, it's a motel. What did I say? Hotel? Yeah, you said like mansion, then hotel. <laughs> I'm just downsizing it more and more. It's a cardboard box. <laughs> it's an Airbnb. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think it's a classic movie. It's one of those movies where I think if it's on and it catches your eye a little bit, you can't help but just, like, find yourself watching it two hours later and still hooked into it. Classic characters that are iconic. It's even spawned a series, Bates Motel. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. This isn't about a dude with mommy issues. Uh, yeah, because that's kind of what the movie is. <laughs> oh. So it's based on the movie. It's, okay. uh, they basically, they made a prequel to Psycho, but, like, took creative liberties with what happens, but that's really good, too. Highly recommend that. I think I binged it in, like, a week, all four seasons, five seasons, but, uh, yeah, Psycho, I think. And just the title, Psycho, how do you beat that, you know? That's just, t- if title's the first most, how? Literally any other movie. No one agrees with you on this. We're going to do a poll. No one agrees. Psycho is one of the best titles. The fact that I'm going to post this on my social media, everyone's going to vote against me because they just want to be a dick about it. Hey, I'm cool with that. (laughs) 
No, we're not posting this on our new <laughs> That's Twitter That's the feed. best way to win on a technicality. <laughs> uh, screw you. Anyways, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yes. Is Hannibal a horror movie? Hannibal Lecter? You mean the Silence, ha- of Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, whatever. Would you consider that Funny a enough, horror movie? Funny enough, despite really being in a horror movie, I actually never saw Silence of the Lambs, but yeah, I know the premise. Swine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know the premise, so close enough. I'd say it is, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, I'd say it's that decade's version. It's the zeitgeist for horror, for what Psycho was, you know? Okay, um... It's, I think it's debatable, too. It's not, like, because, okay. like I said, it's all definition-based, because if your horror movie definition is, like, scream and, like, actual boogeyman type of people involved, then, you know, half of the movies that people call horror movies aren't going to be horror movies. But if you get it to a very, like, broad level of, like, is it scary in any way, then pretty much anything can be a horror movie. Like, Alien, a lot of people call Alien and Jaws horror movies in a weird way, or scary movies. Yeah, I wouldn't say Alien, I, I would throw that in the whole sci-fi. It goes in the monster category, which yeah. I was telling you about earlier, how monsters is kind of, like, fine line of... Is it really sci-fi or is it really horror? Yeah, totally. What is it? Yeah. I would throw in the sci-fi section. I kind of would too. I would maybe le- if someone called Alien a horror movie, I'd kind of go with it just because that movie is pretty fucking freaky. Just the idea of that fucking <coughs> thing bursting out of her stomach. Well, okay. So then my other question is, what do you think about Get Out? Is that a horror movie? Some people claim <laughs> it's a horror movie. I claim that it's a suspense comedy. I'd say by default it's a horror movie, but I think it's similar to kind of Psycho, how I said it doesn't just fit one niche. I think Get Out could be construed as a few different things, because in a weird... Get Out was one of the first horror movies where I feel like you're simultaneously scared, but can simultaneously... <laughs> I just said simultaneously twice. You what can you simultaneously mean? laugh at it and be scared at it in a weird way. Like, I was finding some of the shit fucking hilarious in that movie, and I was super scared at the whole... Not super scared, but like... Like, whoa. Like, kind of startled by shit. Well, I mean, the movie's written by comedians, so of exactly. course a chunk of it is going to be comedic. But what I'm saying is, because, like, the reason why I think Psycho can be thrown in a horror movie, because the minute you throw in, like, the whole psychological elements, mm-hmm. then it, it becomes kind of like movies like Usual Suspects. It becomes, like, basic instinct, stuff like that, where it's... It's great suspense movies. They're, they're Those movies are iconic in their own right because they're thrown in those categories, So which is why it's, like, it's it becomes a very humanistic elements so that's why i can't throw psycho into a horror movie because horror is kind of like above and beyond in my opinion which is why when i separated the whole subgenres, it was ghost um slasher you can argue that slasher is quote-unquote suspense mm-hmm. but i'm gonna throw that not really because all the people that are like serial killers in that is in some way or form unkillable or the undead or possessed by a ghost and okay. They just do a lot of killing. I so, hear what you're saying. Yeah. So like Chucky, Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. uh, Leatherface. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, but it's wrong, and I'm gonna explain why. <laughs> because the fact that any movie, if any movie has any psychological aspect to it, I don't think it disqualifies it immediately. And comparing it to Usual Suspects, I kind of see what you're saying, but I totally disagree because the horror movie premise is based in part on a psychological principle: fear. Fear is the results of an equation of you experiencing something, your emotions and interpreting it, and then you being scared by it. And obviously people have different things that cause them to be afraid. Everyone has their different fears specifically, you know, tailored to them. So psychology is like an essential crux to being like scared by something. So when you go deeper into that and you have a movie that can really fuck with somebody's psychology and have that be the thing that freaks them out, um, yeah, it's good. (laughs) I'm basically at the tail end of the deep things I can say on this topic, so that was about it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, what about Constantine? Constantine? Yeah, with Keanu Reeves. No, it's it. Supernatural. The king of the Supernatural thriller. 
Oh yeah, true. Funny, I was just thinking is like the, when you throw in like anytime when you throw in like psychological stuff. I'm trying to think. What else is like psychological? Oh, that's good. That was a great movie. Honestly. Funny you mentioned that. I just pulled it out my DVD right behind me of Constantine. But yeah, um, very good movie. They never yes. made a sequel. I wish they would have. You know. Uh, I think it was like, it was ahead of its time. I think. I think so too. They made a TV series on it. Yeah, but that was like trash compared to like actually no. I was trying to watch that series. Uh, I never got a chance. It was trash. Oh, wait, I never well, watched cause it. Because the, the actor <laughs> was then placed in a different show called uh, Legends of Tomorrow because it was a whole DC Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, I always forget it's DC. It doesn't seem DC to me, you know? Yeah, so that's part of the dark aspect of DC, which I alluded to earlier. Yeah. And which is why I thought it, it could have been trash. It's because it was canceled after like one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. When he was placed in Legends of Tomorrow, it just felt very... Um, it just felt like a hodgepodge mess of like, why does this exist? I don't need this to exist. I love comic book stuff. I watched a lot of the Legends of Tomorrow, CW, Trash TV. Mm-hmm. I stopped all that completely just because it just got so repetitive and so bad. Um, just too much trash. Yeah. Suffocating no. with trash. But uh, I need to retain as much of my brain cells as I can. I got to take the GRE and get in grad school soon. So I need to retain as much brain power all as right. I can. All right. That should be an episode. Jaws, GRE, grad life. But anyways. That's what um, oh, anyway, so. No, Constantine. No, I think, going back to that, I think, you can't beat Keanu Reeves in that role, too. That's like, that's like classic Keanu Reeves, you know? The Matrix was. I mean, that's classic, too. What about Lake House with uh, Sandra Bullock? I haven't seen it. Is um, that, that's a rom-com, right? No, it's more like just rom. Okay, we're not, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna say that's classic Keanu. <laughs> don't, Keanu don't do Keanu Duty. come on. Um, he's a nice guy. I feel like he just can't turn down any role. He's a great guy. Have you seen Always Be My Maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how you bring up that movie where he's not a nice guy. Oh, he... he okay, before we digress any further... Uh, yeah, let's just plow ahead. Did we I, say your third topic yet? <laughs> what was my third topic? Oh, my third topic was It. Um, oh, okay, cool. It. Let's do it. So I really like that movie. I never saw the original. I've never read the book. Let's so clarify. We're talking to the remake, 2017? We're talking about the remake. All right. Um, we're not right. with... Talk about the apparent child sex scene that was mentioned in the book. <laughs> God damn it! That's the first one you got. That's the first part you got to bring up. Nobody's gonna want to hear uh, it now. <laughs> we're gonna eliminate all that, but just take it, the remake movie as it is from 2017. Yes. Why did I like it so much? Oh, I do think I just felt like it was a very compelling story. It was great. It was well done. So for those of you who don't know what it is at this point, it is about this killer clown that. Apparently needs to feed every twenty three or twenty seven years, mm-hmm. um, somewhere in that range, twenty three to twenty seven. And it goes, it goes haunting, hunting for kids really, because uh, I think they're more susceptible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's about a group of these kids like in the eighties feel it's called the Losers like, Club. Isn't that Stranger's Club or Stranger? No, Stranger Things? no. Sure. Okay, anyways, <laughs> dude, I'm getting them mixed up because a lot of the actors actually from Stranger Things wasn't it at least like one or two of them or something like that and <laughs> it's literally one is it really <laughs> it's really just know. one all the little kids look the, the same with the glasses take the glasses off that's him in Stranger Things pretty much except he's not as comical but anyways I'll yeah let you. so it's so for a lot of people who grew up in the 80s and the 90s they really appreciate that theme which is why one of the reasons why Stranger Things really took off and really yes. contributed to the feel it so for people really appreciate that dynamic kids summer lake river thing yes um it just it was a very well-written story because stephen king as brilliant as he can be some of his works can be very he goes off the rails a little yeah so like with the shining a lot of his movies i really do appreciate but like for example the shining 
Um, Pet Cemetery, uh, The Mist. They're kind of just Carrie. I think he did Carrie too, right? He did Carrie, but yeah. I've never seen it, so I'm not familiar ah, with it. Okay. Uh, Pet Cemetery. I, I'm more familiar with that, even though I haven't seen it. Yeah. It just when you look at Stephen King, it's like you really got to think about how, why it's scary. So it's like Stephen King is like, oh, it's you got the shock factor, mm-hmm. and then you got to think about it to get the psychological horror. Yes. But everything in between before you get there, it's kind of like, what just happened? Why did that happen? What the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's very Stephen King, and um, with I'll, I'll it, say he's definitely one of the most like creative like minds of our time like to somebody say what you will about whether he goes off the rails because he totally does but just the fact that he can put out that many stories like just that have that many fucked up totally weird ideas that you never would have thought of that's very that's legendary as a, in terms yeah. of writing and people are still continuously making TV series and movies of his works despite mm-hmm. of how crazy it can be because <laughs> I think they get the just the message that he's trying to portray yeah and so with it I think it's one of those few Stephen King movies where it's actually coherent from uh from beginning to end yes uh it made sense it was fun to watch pennywise pennywise is of a supernatural nature so i feel like anytime with america it feels weird where it's like you throw in the element of supernatural it becomes this is stupid and i can't watch it anymore (laughs) right Mm -hmm. but with it it just felt oh this is definitely of some kind of supernatural nature Mm -hmm. but i can dig it yes right so like for example Friday the 13th and Halloween they threw in like a supernatural element yes and apparently the second they did that that franchise died like after one or two movies after that and it took forever to try to reboot them yeah those are both classic examples of like a character that's iconic but they've made like 20 iterations of each in this like 90% of the sequels are just trash <laughs> yeah so I remember watching a remake of one of them with my housemate was it H2O <laughs> <sighs> I've heard that one's pretty bad. It's got Busta Rhymes doing some kung fu against Michael Myers. Okay, looking back on that version, that was actually a hot garbage mess. I was thinking it really of, sounded pretty awesome to me. I was thinking of Jason Goes to Hell, and oh. apparently it was really... Wow. What about uh, Jason X, where he goes to space? <laughs> a lot of these movies I watched as a kid, so I thought, oh, this was great. But as I'm older and I watch it again, I'm thinking, yeah, I know, America really cannot do the whole supernatural element well. Like, it's very hit or miss. Damn, Josh, is labeling a whole country as unable in- to make good movies? I just said, it's hit or miss. <laughs> and no, hit def- uh, it was definitely a, a hit. It was a hit. All right. That was not my intention. I hate puns. <laughs> Anyways, so... Just spitting rhymes over here. Um, sequels coming out. I'm super excited. Yeah, the cast. Doesn't the cast look awesome? Oh, shoot. Who's that dude that played Xavier? Uh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. He's in it. I like him as an actor. He's this great. This be exciting. Yeah, yeah. He's um, looking oops. great. Michael Fassbender was also in there. The guy Ooh. who plays Magneto in X Men. Hey, you never know. Maybe they'll do a cameo. Uh, hey, we'll see. Spoiler alert. Even though we haven't seen it, and Bill Hader is playing the kid from Stranger Things who grown up. That's perfect casting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the old Spice guy is playing the uh, black kid grown up, <laughs> Isaiah Mustafa. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I am now beyond excited for this movie. Okay, and let's go buy tickets. It's funny. Yeah, it's dude. When they go on sale, I'm totally down. But uh, Jessica Chastain, she's playing the redhead girl. Do you know who that is? No, I have no idea who that is. She, but I'm uh, looking at movie tickets. She was in uh, Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar was a good movie. I like that. Yeah, the daughter growing up, that's Jessica Chastain. Oh. She's a good actress. Um, and then, the you remember the tubby fat kid? Yes. <laughs> is it bad that I said tubby? Is that um, a word blacklisted from 2019 now, too? Like everything else? In terms of the general public, I don't... Oh, it's coming out September. I don't know. 
Uh, in terms of me, I don't really care. All right, cool. Tubby. So the fat kid, I feel bad saying it. Anyways, he was a good kid. Um, You're a terrible human being. How dare you? Uh, we, we knew this. Um, yeah, he grows up. He's actually, like, super fit now as an adult. Like, he's like doesn't look anything like he did as a kid. Good for him. He's like, uh, uh, who's Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, there we go. <laughs> Just switching his weight every two weeks. Jonah Hill is almost like the comedy version of Christian Bale in that their weight is, like, fluctuating so much, you know? Well, I think he's trying to keep it off and try to be a healthy lifestyle. And all is that he? Stuff. I've, I have a hard time taking that seriously. I feel like he fluctuates so much. Jonah Hill hasn't done a straight comedy in a while. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he's more As you can tell, we're very focused with our topics. We're talking like, about horror movies now. Like Steve Carell. What, he hasn't done a comedy in a while? Yeah, he did a... Yeah, straight- what is with that? Like, no... Comic actor from 10 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, 20 years ago, is doing comedy anymore. Steve Carell, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Paul Red, kind of, I guess. I don't know. He did horror? I thought he was always more comedy. No, I'm saying comedian, like, comic actors from, like, the mid-2000s. Like well, the- I mean, okay, if, you, if you're doing a Marvel movie, I'm going to throw that into action comedy. He did yeah. Batman, so he's in that. Dude, game. Marvel movies now are kind of like the comedies of our time in a weird way. Because Marvel movies are so heavy on the comedy, and there's just not that many comedies coming out. Good ones, anyways. So, moving on to our serious topic. Yeah. So we should probably move on to there. We should. We're at 45 minutes, Joe. I think we can do 15 minutes of serious. What do you think? Tops. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yep. All right, so I'm sure every viewer is intently listening, just wondering on the edge of their seat what serious topic we're going to talk about. Hello! Vincent Jaw here. So, funny story. We just actually recorded a whole rant about our serious topic, and um, while talking about the serious topic, we uh, got a little bit passionate there. Would you say that, Jaw? Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. Your room's a little hot right now, though, I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because of the topics we were talking about. We got heated. Um, not at each other. We were sharing the same cause. But, Shut your uh, mouth. Essentially, we were talking about past jobs. And then while talking about it, we were very in the moment, not thinking about it. And about, what would you say, three seconds after it was over, we both had a mutual thought like, huh, I think it's illegal to say all the stuff we just said and publicly posted. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not illegal, but... I'm pretty sure I don't want to get sued. <laughs> can't afford being sued. And we're not really um, smart or um, or I don't know mature enough to look back and see. Yeah, <laughs> as the title implies, to uh, look back and see which parts were actually like we could lawfully say, or which parts were legally okay. So we're just gonna cancel it, and uh, this will be forever the lost episode, episode two, the series topics. It'll be the lost episode. We'll keep it just for our own entertainment. This will never see the light of day. I no, swear. I think I think twenty years from now, when we're uh, rich and famous enough to afford a few lawsuits, we can release it. What do you think? NDAs are not, like, time... About, they don't last forever, right? They're not, like, a restraining order. Yeah. They're more like copyright laws where they have a certain shelf life and they go away, right? Yes. Okay. Probably. I'm assuming so. But and maybe then. Or when we're rich and famous. And I mean, hard. honestly, the thing is, we're not totally sure if we said anything illegal, but we're a little too lazy to listen back to it and find out. So we're just going to cut it. So, uh, yeah, I think the episode was long enough, right? We educated you on horror movies, right? Yeah. So, and by educated, I mean probably made you dumber with our lack of knowledge. A little bit. <laughs> and we're okay with it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to end on this high note right now and uh, just crash into the ocean like we're doing right now. Um, yeah. 
Any thoughts, Joe? Any uh, final words? I don't know. I still kind of want just like maybe a really short summary of just contract life in general. Oh, God, that's not going to work. We're going to have to cut this again. <laughs> just in general. We've been contractors and we weren't happy about it. That was it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's contract life. We're a testament to it being horrible, awful, and... <laughs> You're doing it again. We could be paid a little bit more. It'd be nice. And the amount of work that we do is really oh, a lot. Yeah. Which is ergo... Underpaid and underqualified. <laughs> Fight okay. the power. Yeah. On that note, have a great week. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.